right, can we start? Can we press record? Yeah. 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 I guess so. I guess so. All right. All right. Thank you, listeners, and welcome to another beautiful episode here at the Village Adam Podcast. Um, you're with me, Walusungu, and we got Sui over here. Sui, give a shout out. Hey, what's good, everybody? What's good? We got Malimba as well. Shout out, Malimba. What's good? This man, this man thinks he's, he's on a rap track. This is a podcast. <laughs> Relax. Somebody gotta tell him, man. Somebody oh gotta my tell God. him. Chopper turned political head. Hey, hey, hey. You loved, you loved to see the growth. You don't remember, like, during elections, there was that hashtag that trappers decide. The trappers always decide, man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. And we've got another good episode, or is it a good topic for them to decide on? Today, we're trying to cover um, the national budget. As everybody is aware, or almost everybody is aware, at least, um, we had the latest budget announced yesterday. Yesterday being Saturday, the twenty something of October. My dates are wrong. Somebody help me out with the date. What day was that? Friday. Friday. Oh, it was Friday. Friday. Oh, God. Friday the 29th of October. Okay, Saturday for you because you're in a different time zone. No, actually, it was still Friday for him because it was at 14 hours. Man. Yeah, I, I guess well, my mind... Okay, that same one. That same let's one. Say... <laughs> okay, let's, let's put it this way. Lusungu is ahead of his time. So, yeah, uh, fair, enough. fair enough. Exactly. So let's, let's give him his flowers in in advance and in arrears. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm celebrating no, on that one. Is, yeah. So yeah, there are a lot of different things that were spoken about um, during the budget speech, and we're just hoping to go through some of them to generate ideas of the budget, just so um, well, just so we have a conversation as we like to do about everything important um, involving our great country. So um, I would first like to start off by saying I did not know we had this much money in our country. Like seeing like what's happening all around and everything, it's really surprising. Seeing the new changes to the budget and and all that has really surprised me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, For me, I would say that the thing is, I think even when these budgets are made, people are aware of the amount of money that's there. But then the biggest challenges we have are, one, a lot of the money goes to debt servicing. That really affects how much money is available. So even though that, even though there's more money that's being made available in this year's budget, there was possibly more money that could have been allocated if we did not have to pay so much money in debt servicing. That's the first part. Secondly, there's so much that's being done in the year 2022 financially and for it to all effectively work, it requires that, um, first of all, money is paid on time and second of all, resources are not wasted. So the moment any of the funds are diverted, it's it, it, it makes the whole system ineffective. And the thing is, a lot of the money that's been allocated in this year's budget is a lot of stuff that in the next three to five years 
could possibly start yielding a lot of fruit, a lot of income. So, yeah, I think that's one thing for me that that really inspired me because I am tired of us spending majority of our money on stuff that directly does not make us income. You know, the only things that I think, in my opinion, that require that we spend so much money on them, despite them not making a lot of direct income for us, is education and health. Because people need to be healthy to produce results, and people need to be educated to have the ability to produce results. You are right, Malin, but there is a lot of stuff that is being put into the budget, you know, which does make it feel really wholesome, and like there's a lot of good things that can happen. Um, Sui, we didn't hear from you, man. Come on, Draw, give us some gold. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of interesting things. Um, um, going forward, I suppose one of the one of the major concerns, and like Malimba said, there's there's quite a few things that have potential to yield fruit, and we do hope that they do yield fruit, because um, it's not ideal to have like forty nine percent of your budget going to. Uh, like p- p- public services, and then most of that is like domestic and external debt servicing. If I'm if I'm correct, yeah, yeah, and you should be. So, so yeah, hopefully we'll be able to you know generate revenue from from other means, so that we don't have to, so that we have more money that we can spend, and 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 there's you know there's a lower percentage being spent on servicing this debt. As it gets dismantled, um, otherwise, yeah, there's 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 quite a few interesting prospects. I mean, the new government definitely put a decent amount of thought in in putting this budget together. Really interesting to see how, how the CDF, which is constituency, the development fund, has increased significantly. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that um, that plays out you know, as as we go into 2022. Because essentially, you know, what that does is it empowers um, local governments at the constituency level to really, you know, be in the driving seat of their development because decentralized funds will be released to them and they'll be able to say, okay, this is, you know, these are the projects that we're going to embark on in developing our constitution, uh, our constituency. Not constitutional, my mistake. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to just seeing how that plays out because um, one major criticism that people have had for a lot of MPs is like, look, like you've had, you've been MP for that area for ten years, twenty years, and not much has changed. And they keep saying, look, we haven't had the funds to do this, and now they will have more funds than they ever did. So we're really gonna see who's who in in parliament, like. You know, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. So I guess this will be our first talking point of the budget. Um, CDF. <laughs> um, for me, CDF. It's it's very tricky because first of all, this is what we wanted. We wanted decentralization. Um, even, um, I remember this press conference that HH had a few weeks ago, he's, he described Lusaka as the center of stealing. I do agree. A hundred percent agree. 
it's because all the money is starts from from Lusaka and then is distributed. So you find there's a lot of disproportional allocations of funds and whatnot. I know that the the government recently took out a loan to build high schools, not because not because um, it was something they just thought of, like let's just be, get a loan to build high schools. Um, but because there was a there was some money that was taken earlier to build high schools but wasn't evenly distributed amongst the provinces you know so i think cdf being more and money being allocated to these constituencies to do projects will reduce the chances of being in a situation where you have a project that is not evenly distributed, but now projects will be going on within these um, constituencies at the local council level. Um, another issue that has been there is the fact that, um, first of all, with these members of parliament, like they are not the ones who are in charge of the funds directly. But they are the ones who create the committees that manage these funds. And they are the ones who are more or less overseers of the whole project and everything. So the thing is, for some reason, they still, in some cases, find themselves having access to this money. And that's been people's biggest fear that that happens. But also on the other side, the people who are in charge of this money also have a problem. The same way in, in the civil service, in ministries, you have money allocated to these ministries, but the people who are actually having access to the money rather than the ministers are the ones who are mismanaging the funds. So it's just it's just going to be interesting to see what happens because, yeah, because this is all a case of who manages funds better. But also what I'm hoping happens is a lot of these MPs actually use this CDF wisely to the point where people are even embarrassed to steal from their CDF because it's going to show directly that their MP didn't do a good job. You know? So, yeah, yeah I think it puts a lot of responsibility on the MP for sure. Most definitely. Most definitely does sort of responsibility on our MPs, you know, to really deliver on the on what they on what they promise, or to actually show that they do put the lives and the what's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, the lives of the people in the communities. Like it really does put a lot of pressure on the MPs to really show that they really take care and they really think about the lives of the people they've been entrusted with. So that being said, um, another thing that was really like a hot topic is education there is um so much that was said about um hh like before he got into before he got in even after he got in about his promises on education and uh seeing what the budget has done so far what do you guys think so far Wh where are your minds at on this one i mean all i'll say is we had the twitter space and this is something we emphasize so much we talked about when it comes to education, we talked about the free education. Um, we talked about how, I think it was Dr. Brian Mushimba who mentioned 
that you know the first step is to get everyone educated with the basic basic requirements of education first like let everyone be educated up to grade 12 and then you see the standard of education raise rise from there you know but that's just the first level let's get everyone to that level first before we move to the next level and i did agree with that and that was such a a great thing and it's really amazing to see that the government has found a way of incorporating this into their budget you know and on top of that they are also making capacity to do that by building more secondary schools because at the end of the day like we have a lot of primary schools and we don't have so many secondary schools so i'm glad that we are having more secondary schools which means there will be higher chances of someone getting a school place after primary school and now there's no excuse because a lot of you know like education coming at a cost really puts people off on going you know i know in like even just um if you have house help sometimes they'll ask for help from their from the the people who've employed them to to take their kids to school and everything and what not and they need to pay for uniforms and blah 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 and all that stuff but now with tuition fee and examination fee and PTA fee being abolished, it puts them in a better position because now they don't have to pay all that. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest concern for me is that if, if there's less revenue through these fees, What's going to what's the trade-off in the quality of, of education that's going to be provided in these schools? So um I, I just hope that you know the new the new funding regimen is sufficient enough to maintain the quality uh of service in, in these schools rather than you know because these fees are, are scrapped off, you start to see the the quality of education being provided, or the quality of service in, in, in the schools dipping because there's less funding for it, like for these specific things. Mm-hmm. So we just hope that, you know, we just hope that uh, that doesn't happen because it's, I think that the, you know, the education, um, the, sorry, the taking away the fees from, um, from schools and making it essentially free is a step in the right direction. I'm, can I, like, sorry, Lusungu, can I just uh, respond to Sui? Def, def, man, def, let's hear you. Yeah, um, I, I do agree with him, and it's something I thought about yesterday as well. But one thing I also realized is, I guess the trade-off is in the fact that they are planning to employ more teachers, which in itself improve, improves the quality of education by reducing the teacher-to-student ratio. Right, but also, yeah. yeah, also, um, the fact that they are allocating more money to the constituencies, which means they have more money to renovate these schools. I remember this was like a big talking point in Parliament a few um weeks ago. Yeah, I think that was a few weeks ago when people are saying, "Oh no, where are we gonna find the money to renovate these and that and whatnot?" And um, I remember the Minister of Finance saying, "Oh no." Just wait for the budget, and then we're going to talk about that. So now they have the money to do that. And it's really 
up to the MPs now. It's really going to show on the MPs whether they're actually going to care about their schools. Because I think the one who talked about that was in Ron constituency. I think there's an independent who's the MP there. And he was very passionate about... He, he mentioned three schools. I don't remember their names. But, yeah, it was very interesting to actually see that... Um, so yeah, that's another aspect, you know, the renovations, the supplies, and but it, it's all on constituency level now. So let's see how this system will work. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Hopefully, it should it it, it it should add up well because there's another like point in the constitution that spoke about. Um, sorry, not constitution. I don't know why we're still talking about constitution or why it's in the mouth. Anyway. In the budget, there's something else about desk. I I didn't really get into it, but was that in response to um like student desks, like in schools and whatnot? Student desks, office desks, desks in general, yeah, and all that. Uh, in general, I guess it kind of shocked me. You know that we are still importing things like, like desks. You know, it's um. It's, and it's really good that the new government is looking at new and easier ways, you know, to like start, you know, putting things to work, like giving people a chance to to show off their skill or to or to get the money in. So yeah, so yeah. Hopefully that would will will help make things work um, better for us as a country. And then um, another thing that's really close to our heart is healthcare. Um, I was amazed to see like how much money is being pushed into healthcare. How many healthcare officials, was it how many healthcare workers are gonna be, are gonna be recruited? And it's just amazing to see that change, especially after um all the drama that was had a few months ago to do with healthcare workers not being paid. And I I really feel like it's a step in the right direction. How, how do you guys feel about all that? Yeah, I think it is a step in the right direction for sure. Um, one thing that really fascinates me is the fact that it's specifically outlined. There's like a specific outline that refers to vaccinations. And I think that's something oh, that, yeah. that, you know, it's very current and it's something that we sort of struggled with in terms of procurement of vaccinations. And so that, the, the you know, there's it's something that's being thought of and budgeted for in terms of um, vaccination. Because, like, it's something that's very necessary for us to do to, to procure, you know, to procure a significant supply of, of vaccinations and have them distributed efficiently. And so that's, I, th- I feel like that's a plus. And again, like I said before, it's a step in the right direction. Definitely mm-hmm. is. It definitely is. Malemba, what, what are your thoughts on the healthcare? Yeah, um, you know, this is justice for me, honestly, because I feel like healthcare workers were put in a really tough situation. We faced one of the biggest health crises we've ever had in the world. And the only people who were in a position to actually give us this, the help and support we need were not being paid or had arrears in the past, and they were put in a limbo because if they don't work, people die. So they were not even able to 
really stand up for what they deserved. And I feel like the government, the previous government did take advantage of that. They did take advantage of the fact that these health workers were not um, in a situation where they could actually leave their post because at the end of the day, there were people who are depending on them. There were people who were working for free. That's what I recently found out. There were people who volunteered, even just in terms of vaccines and everything and whatnot. Like, um, I remember when there was the launch, the relaunch of the vaccine campaign, there were these two nurses who went and took a picture with the president and they told the president, sir, we are actually doing this as volunteers. We are not employed. Imagine that. And these are people who are literally saving our lives just because they, they love what they do and they're passionate about the people. They give their lives to, to serve the people. Same thing with the teachers. These teachers are the reason we are able to have conversations like this. They taught us everything we know. Like all the basic information we know. They're the reason why we are at the level we are at. However, first of all, they're not paid enough. Second of all, they're given too much responsibility because they don't want to employ more teachers. You know, so at the end of the day, this is such a big, a big win. And the health workers absolutely deserve this. That they do. That they do. You know, it's um it's amazing to see like how much work a lot of people really do um behind the scenes, like in front of the scenes, on the sidelines and everything. And uh, it's amazing. Sorry, it's not amazing, sorry. It's frustrating to believe that a number of them a number of them are not like given the their dues to make it worse. I'm also seeing like a part of the constitution that speaks about um retirees not being paid. And um it's good to see that at least the the government is taking note of all the big things like education, healthcare, and so forth, but are also looking at I don't say little things, but the things that people are not talking about, you know, like like retirees getting their pensions. And um yeah, it's really amazing. It, it it really looks like a good thing. That's just like the few things that I've noticed um from the budget in general. What what about is there anything else that like I've missed or anything that you feel like is 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 of note that we should speak about or that you'd like to bring up? Um yes. Um all retirees to be paid in 2022. I feel like that's a big one for me because I know a lot of people who've complained. I feel like this is a game changer because the thing is, if you are not paid and you retire, it means that that's the end of your life, really, because at the end of the day, we can't assume that everyone has been in a position to save. You know, at the end of the day, not everyone is able to meet the cost of living. So that puts us in a tougher situation when it comes to people retiring. And the thing is, if more retirees are being paid, a lot of people will stop holding on to their jobs and start retiring, you know, rather than them trying to get new contracts and whatnot. Like, the number of opportunities that will be left to the younger people is going to increase. So, yeah. And for me, like, this is a big one also because, you know, our parents are starting to get old. They're starting to approach that retirement age. So at the end of the day, like, I'm, my hope and prayer is that, you know, when they live the working life, 
they'll be in a position to actually retire and get their benefits rather than just, you know, having to find something else to do. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Especially after all the hard work they put in, they definitely do need, you know, that that weight lifted off them. Yeah, Sui, sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just saying most stuff. I was agreeing. I was agreeing with that. Yeah. I believe you had something you wanted to also speak about, you know, like um any any something else related to budget. Yeah, for me it's more so I guess these are just my closing thoughts. Um I think that the budget as a whole is very inspiring and I think the episode title is gonna be a step in the right direction. <laughs> Cause we've said that a million times. It is a step in the right direction, to be honest. And one thing that I guess is worth looking out for, you know, going through the next, I guess, year or so is how how well implemented would it be? Yeah. You know, is is is, is yeah. the spending going to be efficient spending? And and based on, you know, like the revenues that are um projected to be collected, how close is 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 ZRA going to be to, to get in, you know, that money, the money that is uh anticipated to be collected in the budget for which is a significant portion of the funding that um that's um, being put towards these expenditures that we've been talking about. And so it's just really about like how close can we stick to the budget and and fingers crossed that nothing unforeseen happens between now and and you know the time that the next budget gets presented. I hear you on that one. I hear you on that one. But after I guess hearing um the, the budget presentation and the way the Minister of Finance did speak about everything going on, about all the challenges that were faced this year this economic care and everything. I'm hoping that, well, I'm guessing we're all hoping that they have accounted for all that and um, things will turn over, you know, as they're supposed to. And as a citizen, I guess um, I'm happy that things are going, seem to be going in the right direction. And I do hope that um, everything that has been projected or these ex- um, expenditures that have been proposed, um, I don't know if proposed the right word, but yeah, all these expenditures that have been estimated are gonna are all gonna be met without any any difficulties. And um, I guess this is where we wrap up for today's episode. Unless you guys have got something, you know, some last minute yeah. wisdom you'd want to drop up on. I episode. have some last minute thoughts. Yeah, let's hear the wisdom. Yeah, though. I heard a lot of people when Doctor Msokotwani was, you know, put in his position as Minister of Finance, a lot of people had like this sort of backlash towards it. Um, He was the first one employed, first of all, because they prioritized that and the fact that there was not enough time when it comes to preparing the budget. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, first of all, that he was there in the MMD government, that was this and that and whatnot. And a lot of people were also saying that... He was old and they wanted the young person. Oh, why wasn't it this one? Why wasn't it that one? You know, and 
as Sui said, I feel like this budget is a step in the right direction because it looks like he had the people in place to work with and they've developed something solid, something that actually can potentially help the youth. I think obviously there's still more that can be done in the future, but this is definitely a, an, a great starting point considering the kind of year we had last year um, and this year and the year before. So, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying uh, in between the, what, what you're saying in between the lines. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Here, yeah. Man, man said all the years since 1964. <laughs> <laughs> 1990. Maybe. Uh, 1990. 1991, sorry. Since around there. Anyway, you, you're better than I have, which you've gone further than I would have. I'd have just said like, last 10 years i don't know i mean last 10 years feels like a personal attack but if the shoe fits you know (laughs) what happened in the last 10 years (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know man you also don't don't, we don't speak of that (laughs) we don't speak of that decade (laughs) zambian history (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna black it out eh? just be like so many crazy things happened eh? too much to speak about i just know it was bad yeah. uh, majority of our history has been erased anyway we need to start retrieving it i, I guess you're right man we, we, we can't hide it don't worry so don't worry we'll, we'll have a, an episode catching everybody up on the last 10 years eh? what happened recap. just in case somebody missed it a recap yeah Mm-hmm. And for and for history's sake, yeah. For history's right. sake, yeah. Thank thank you everybody for listening through to uh, our episode. Um, it's been amazing. Thank you as well for enjoying. I hope you enjoyed that little banter we had right there. It's just us being us. Um, really look forward to the next episode where we bring another conversation that's definitely gonna cheer you up. This is um. Walu from the Village Podcast, together with Sui. Shout out, Sui. Shout out, shout out, shout out. And Malimba. Malimba, where's your shout out, man? You're disturbing the plan I have for this. I I think I've said enough for today. No, it was just a shout out. I was imagining the theme song playing and, you know, giving last shout out. Okay, we'll do it again next week. Manager just texted me and said, "You're you're off the episode next week. <laughs> Even put on suspension, bro." <laughs> <laughs>